all those guys. They- this is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody Ken sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. A big lead for the Pacers right now, 106-82 over the Sixers. Nick's beating the hell out of the Nuggets, 72-50. I can smell coffee. Ryan's almost on his way back here. There he is. That's what happens. We gotta walk Could a mile. Be any more late? What do you guys think about this coffee cup? <laughs> <laughs> when you have to walk a mile to go upstairs Sorry, to get Gunther, coffee. Gunther was whipping up my uh, my brew, and I was listening to some Smelly Cat from Phoebe. What are they feeding you? Can I be any more late? I don't think this coffee mug's been washed in like a month, but I don't care. Come on. You know, you should point out that it does say friends. On the coffee mug. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> Do you spill on your way down? I did not, Good. actually. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen on the stairway there coffee dribbles because somebody's running down here to try to make it back in time. I was actually on time. I just I thought the bit was really funny. It, it was a bit that was a lot funnier in my head, but... You know, it was kind of a if you know you know sort of thing. I'm a big Friends fan. Chandler, I don't really think it's a bit. I think it's it's a, it's the real thing. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Matthew Perry. He was always my comfort character. Him and Tony mm-hmm. Soprano. If you take away the murders and the debauchery and the cheating, you know, Tony Soprano was like everybody's household. Like he was he was America's dad. You know, so he had, a couple, he had to murder a couple guys. You know, they shouldn't have ran from anywhere. Have to, yeah. You know, that would have been a great like SNL skit back when SNL was funny. Tony Soprano, American Dad, or something, yeah. and then yeah. you just actually made, show like the real side of him or something. Yeah. Ah man, I miss him though, James Gandolfini. What a what a I legend! Know. I watch. I've literally seen The Sopranos. I've seen every episode at least fifty times. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm rewatching again, second season. There's so many shows out there to watch right now. I just, I know, I just, I love it. I that mean, that I and The Wire, I have to rewatch like once oh, every so four good. or five months. So good. Yeah. So they just good. they don't make them like that anymore. This is true. This is true. Maybe one day they'll get uh, Yellowstone back so we can actually watch the rest of that because that's a show I'd like to rewatch a second time. But got to finish the first round of it. So Chris Miles jumps on with us, NBA TV. Hey, how about our Knicks right now, my friend? 75-50 over the Nuggets. You got Jalen Brunson upset, wasn't named a starter in the All-Star game. I, I, Trista said this earlier, and it was just music to my ears, and I'm sure it'd be music to your ears too. She looks at me, she just goes, this Knicks team's just really good. It's been a long time since we got to hear that and actually feel confident in what the future is for this organization. You know, it's all coming together because this time last night, I was interviewing Bill Bradley, Senator Bill Bradley, you know, of those championship Knicks, and it just feels like something special in the air. I mean, Carmelo Anthony is now one of us in in broadcasting, essentially, doing all these podcasts. I'm like, yeah, it's all coming together. Now is the time for Knicks tape, baby. It looks like we're going to be, what, 11-2 and two since the OG Ananobi trade? Yeah, that OG Ananobi trade was huge. And you're lucky that Indiana didn't want to give up Ben Matherin because they could have ended up with Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Uh, how much do you think that this uh, Pascal trade helps them? Well, it's really interesting because the day of the trade, I was like, all right, let me look inside the numbers in Nerd Alert. And I was like, hold on, the Toronto Raptors, who don't have a great offense, 
have more fast break points per game than the Indiana Pacers, who we know got up and down a court and played zero defense. And it was because of Pascal Siakam. Uh, he and Scotty Barnes were just running up and down the floor. The thing is, that's the only way the Raptors were able to score, right? So it was like they'd have fast break points and then putrid outside of that. So I can't wait to see him and Tyrese Halliburton on the floor for an extended period of time and, and see how they play together. I think Pascal Siakam's passing skills and ability to like score quickly and not hold on to the ball is going to be fascinating with the Pacers. Where are you at with the Philadelphia 76ers? They're 29 and 13. I think obviously like Nick Nurse doing a pretty solid job. Embiid, the MVP favorite, just dropped 70 the other night. Yeah, Milwaukee and Boston in front of them in the East, but you know, I like Boston. Milwaukee doesn't play a whole lot of defense. They probably figure that thing out, but then again, they have Doc Rivers as their head coach now. Where are you at with Philly uh, this stage of the season right now? I mean, I, I look at Philly as, are you going to get out of the second round? Like, do I have to pay attention to you until Joel Embiid plays three full months without needing a week off, right? Because yeah. people have been banging Embiid drum for four years, and I'm like, yeah, I know what he can do on Wednesday night in January. But then you get to the playoffs, and it's like the Raptors didn't have a center and forced them into, you know, elimination, pushed them to the break. Then they get, you know, so close to the conference finals, and Jason Tatum said, no, 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 no. I'm him. You're not. I just don't trust Embiid's body is really the thing. Uh, Maxie's amazing. We had him in studio about two weeks ago. Love his energy. Loves Love how much he loves basketball. I just don't believe Joel Embiid can, can, you know, finish the postseason healthy. This team can't win at all unless he's, you know, able to play at that level uh, come June. The good news is, though, Chris, is that most likely the Sixers will have to play the Bucks in the second round, and we know what Doc Rivers does, don't we? We know how he is giving up 3-1 leads, most in NBA history. I'm fascinated by this move. I call it the all-time Dirty Mac in the NBA, just revealing himself to be one of the bigger snakes in the circles. What was your take when you read the reporting about how that all went down and, and just the mess of Adrian Griffin getting fired so, so quick into the season and Doc as a consultant taking his place? Well, I'll say this. There's another level to it that um, I think – at some point, the reports will come out about Adrian Griffin and it's something off the court. And I think when that's revealed, you'll kind of side more with the Bucks and how they handled the situation with style and, and grace. And I'll just say this, um, you know, I, I, I hope for the best with Adrian Griffin and his entire family. Uh, when we look at the Sixers now, we've got a guy – and Joel Embiid that just continues to get better, man. And I know, like, we, right, we, we know the second round. We know the MVP is a regular season award. I was looking at BetMGM. They've got the MVP market down right now. But, I mean, the dude just put up 70 the other night. The big man in the NBA, how, like, comparing it to what we had, like, let's say the 90s, right? These big men we have today, could you ever in your wildest dreams have imagined we'd see one guy with a dad bod be a multiple-time MVP, two other guys that look like they were supposed to be 6'5", stretched out to, you know, 7'4", in Chet and Wemby. And like, to, it's just incredible to me the evolution that we've had of the big man from before to now, and yet we're winning MV they're winning MVPs again. It really feels like the big man in the NBA, Chris, is fully back. You're like going Justin Timberlake on me, huh? Like, I'm bringing sex. I'm bringing the big man back. Oh, but it's so different now. Here's the thing. Um, they sent a little boy to do a man's job. 
with Victor Wimbanyama trying to guard Joel Embiid. I'm like, this is this is the problem with the league right now. We've had a lot of talented bigs, right, not get the uh, time and attention and you know opportunity to develop. Like James Wiseman can play basketball, but teams are like, oh, he can't defend the pick and roll, and they don't. I'm like, have you? I've seen James Wiseman is a ginormous human being that can get up and down the floor, and you know what? The Spurs could have just used him for 10 minutes to defend Joel Embiid just to slow him down. I mean, like when I look at what Embiid did, I thought it was impressive. But it's also like when we do the all-time greats, I dock Wilt Chamberlain because I'm like, that's what it looked like when Wilt Chamberlain was doing it. It was like, this dude is too little to be on him. It is too easy as opposed to like you're pointing out, man, Shaq was dominating guys of his elk. So... Um, I, I think I take nothing away from Joel Embiid and how amazing he looks, and he's doing exactly what he needs to do. But teams need to wake up, man. There are bigs out here that can defend, that are, you know, working on their games throughout the years, but they're going with, like, the super slim or, you know, stretch four, stretch five, instead of guys who can even try to defend Joel Embiid. Chris, when you look at the West, you got Oklahoma City and Minnesota, both 31 and 13, the top two seeds in the West. Who do you trust more down the stretch when we get to the postseason? You know, who do you think what they're doing is more sustainable for the Thunder of the West? That's a great question. And I'm starting to lean towards the Timberwolves for this reason. Uh, what they're going through right now, right? Like the Thunder to me are doing everything right. They're kind of hitting their ceiling. This is who they are. And in two years, three years from now, they're going to take another leap with Chet when he gets a little bit better. With the Timberwolves, Chris Finch the other night, uh, they lost against the Hornets because Cat was, you know, searching for shots after he had 62, was just trying to get to 70 to catch and beat. The coach was like, hey, this is not good. And then they came out and beat the Wizards the next time out, and you were like, okay, Ant-Man was aggressive. They were back into their roles at the font. I just think they're at a stage where they've been disappointed for two years and they're ready, right? Whereas like, okay, see, it's like house money. Let's go out here and have fun and, and do our thing. I think there's a little bit more growth left within them, even though the Thunder, man, like you said, sitting there on top of the West uh, with the advantage over the Timberwolves and head-to-head matchups. I just think when it comes postseason time, it's been two years of the Wolves kind of being let down. Talking to Chris Miles, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, what teams do you think will be the most active at the deadline, whether it's buying or selling? I mean, I think we've kind of seen it already, right, um, with with the Indiana Pacers. But, man, I'm going to tell you something that struck me uh, earlier today. Ben Simmons. Like, I'm looking at him like, hold on, they're trying to get this man back on the court to move him one more time. But uh, teams I had an eye out on, man, that the Pacers and the Heat kind of already made their moves. I thought maybe another one, um, a team that might be flying under the radar that I think needs to make a move, the Dallas Mavericks. I think that was evident in that loss to the Phoenix Suns. Like, they came out, Kyrie wasn't on the floor. They they got to get some defensive identity and some toughness back that they lost when they traded for Kyrie, and they, they look good this year. But whether it's Bruce Brown who's going to be available, right? Um Daniel Gafford in D.C. Like, they need a guy like that. Not necessarily, like, a, a game changer. Oh, he's no OG Ananobi, but another big or wing that can defend. Someone whose main job is to do the dirty work. 
What about the Lakers? I know that they're in the mix, uh, and there's a lot of trade rumors about maybe them going after DeJounte Murray. I don't know how that works. Like, from a basketball perspective, how do you think that fit is? I think there are a lot better fits for DeJounte. I mean, first of all, uh, living here in Atlanta, you know, being around him, he's close with Jamal Crawford, who, you know, obviously I work with and that sort of thing. And I'm like, this dude, if you want to see DeJounte Murray, you go to a high school basketball game on his off nights, and that's where he is. So, like, you're not going to catch him in the club. You're not going to catch him at a bar. He doesn't do all that stuff. He's a basketball guy. And I think he needs a different opportunity, right? Like, I think he's shown that in Atlanta, uh, having some class and some dignity. Again, I said the team a little bit earlier, but the Brooklyn Nets, I really like that fit for DeJounte Murray. They're kind of in need of a franchise guy, and I think he could be that in Brooklyn, and I think he'd be loved if he was there. All right, still got a couple of minutes, Chris. Uh, when we look at the Suns now, they've won seven straight. We know the talent that's certainly there. It's a big three. We barely saw even Durant and Booker play together last year. Now you're adding Bradley Beal to the mix, and he misses the beginning of the year. They have talent, but we also know really all three of those guys are an injury risk, especially Beal. We saw that plenty when he was in Washington. Is this a matter now of just everybody staying healthy and the Suns team can continue to climb in the West? What's crazy is, and if you're being objective and you watch the Phoenix Suns, is the third person Bradley Beal or is it Grayson Allen? Like, it yeah, sounds yeah. silly, but I'm like, this dude shooting like 50% from three-point range, right? And he was he was a killer with the Bucks, and it, he's giving you 33 minutes a game, everybody in and out the lineup. And this dude is like the glue. I keep going, man, why haven't the Suns faltered when, when Book's out, when Beal's out? And I'm like, this guy has been incredible. So I know everyone likes to go with the three All-Stars. I'm not calling them a big three. I'm calling them a big two, right, in, in, a, in an All-Star caliber play. That's not a – that's a different thing that we should reserve for guys on that level, you know, like All-NBA uh, perennial guys, right? So, and that's no disrespect to Bradley Beal. I just don't put him in that same category. But I think if Beal is going to do what he's what he's done the past three weeks now, then yeah, they can contend for a title. They're another team, though, that I just feel, like you said, too top-heavy. They, they got like three guys that give me the Embiid concern. Like, is Devin Booker's hammy going to give out? Is KD too old when it comes to the playoffs? And is Beal going to just like, oh, I haven't played this much in years and just like give in to, I don't know. It's like, I keep thinking one of those guys won't be, you know, good for the conference finals. I know. The Beal thing especially were like, again, years and years and years we saw. Like, oh, Beal's going to miss another month, and it's just like, okay, here you go. So I would love to see this team actually just play together for an entire season just to see what it would look like. But you're right, Grayson Allen over on threes and points. Man, those props have been fantastic this year. Chris Miles, NBA TV. Great Thanks, to see Chris. you again, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Hollywood. Thanks for having me, Hollywood. I want to get a ride on this show. Hollywood. God, you're the worst. Get him off the camera. Dylan, cut him off right now. We got got like 40 more seconds, Dylan. You keep him on. (laughs) I do it. It's like he hasn't done anything yet. There's a bit coming at some point, and there he goes. Nick's up 88-62 on the Tell him about it. Let's go, Nick's. Guys, I'm excited about it. Wish I would have bet more, but somebody hacked my freaking account. That's... That's uh, that's sad, man. I'm very sad. South Carolina, they're on the way. Just uh, just put your bets on a credit card. I know. I wish I could (laughs) have. Good. You actually can. It should have been a $500 bet instead. (laughs) It's only a hundred. It's bad. Have a good night.
We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 113-90, 16 seconds to go in the third quarter. Celtics up on the heat. Big night for the Celtics down in Miami. You know what the Celtics didn't do last night, clearly, guys? Party in Miami. They should have. They're no. prepared. No, they're prepared. Benito, this is good. This is very good. Terry Rozier, by the way, not a great first game for the Heat. Uh, no. The other night. Yeah, I have nine points tonight. Uh, I had the Knicks box score in front of me because the Knicks are up. Fair enough. 66 right now. Yeah. My Knicks, guys, I am. I got the Commanders. About to get Ben Johnson as head coach. I've got the Knicks. They're going to be relevant again. Seven I am points. so damn happy. Yeah, he's got to say he'll get there. He's, I think he, like, what, what, I think it was a good trade, don't you? I do. It made sense for them. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Kyle Lowry who in the month of January was averaging four points. So it's even an upgrade when you average seven. Almost that double. Is tr- that is so. true. <laughs> Ooh, and Bede's got 31. Yes, 31 sir. and 7. Bing. Let's go. And they're down 20. Still going strong. Yeah, he is. I think I just hit a part. Like I said, I need Benedict Matherin Ooh. for two more points. Matherin? Maybe. How much does he have? Siakam's two assists away from a triple-double. Lowry Markkinen? No, no. But I, I like Pascal Siakam. Bet, you know, I'll say this, though. You see why when the Raptors were... Even overachieving after they won their title, right? Mm-hmm. Like when Kawhi was gone, looking at Siakam and looking at OG Ananobi and like the way that they're playing now outside of Toronto, you get why that team still won under Nick Nurse. Right. And you get why they won because look at Nick Nurse and what he's done in Philadelphia, too. Thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, man. He's a good coach, man. He coached circles around Mike Budenholzer in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then he was pretty good in the finals. Also, the Warriors like died. They had Kevin Durant for one half. So that it's helped. so interesting <laughs> that whole Bucks, Sixers. Toronto Raptors like tr- love triangle or coach getting fired triangle. You have Budenholzer getting fired because he underperforms, gets uh, you know gets bounced out of the first round. Giannis says it wasn't a failure; these are just steps. Then you got Nick Nurse fired. They don't even make the playoffs, but he has a championship under his belt. You have Doc Rivers fired because they can't make it past the second round. And and Giannis basically says, I don't really want Nick Nurse, but I'll take his assistant. I'll take Nick Nurse's assistant. Nick Nurse goes to Philly. He immediately succeeds. And then Doc Rivers ends up going to Milwaukee. The whole thing is just very strange yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's thing. really weird. They're paying three coaches, yeah. man. None any good. Like, that's that's the other thing, right? Like, Adrian yeah. Griffin, that hire didn't make any sense. No, never Giannis did. wanted him. And then he immediately had buyer's remorse. So yeah. I was like, oh, no, I made a big mistake. Uh, Mike, <laughs> At the end of the day, like, I made a big mistake. Mike yeah. Budenholzer is <laughs> the, the best. At the end of the day, yeah. Uh, out of these three guys. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, you could yeah. say he doesn't defend the three-point line. He doesn't make adjustments. But he won a Get championship. Um, and he sent five members of the Atlanta Hawks, including Kyle Korver, to the All-Star game one year. Just going to get past about LeBron. That. That's right. They all went. They had five all five. stars. Kyle Korver was in the. That's Korver, right. yeah. It's, I it's, like that team, too. They just don't, they, like everybody else, ran into LeBron. Well, I think the Bucks would have probably kept. I think they would have kept Bud if they knew they could get Dame. Probably. Because you need a veteran coach to be in that situation. Rookie coaches should not be no. coaching a team that's in a win now spot. Why Doc Rivers? Like, he There's sucks. There's no one else, I guess. I try not to say, like, this guy sucks because, like, Doc players, Rivers knows a lot about hoops, coach, obviously. Guys like, like, is he a player's coach, like, like, Guys not, like playing for him, yeah. I do don't they? know that they do. Uh, everybody, you know, there's a lot of recency where Doc Rivers is 
literally throwing his players under the bus when well, they don't succeed. That's hard, and Harden pisses everybody and, off and gets pushed and out. And Embiid. Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons. Yeah, so you, you have, so and you know what, Chris Paul. You know what it is? And it's, DeAndre Jordan. You get him for like two years, and then everybody starts to get tired of his crap, yeah. and then everything falls apart. He's going to get paid $40 million for three and a half years. Hey, that's not a bad gig. For him. Then again, it's, you know. That's so crazy. See, that's the, like, and that's like the top teams in the East. Boston, I don't like Joe Missoula, although he's been better this year. Like, how good does he have to be? Like, look at the freaking team he's got. Porzingis is playing his ass off this year. I think right? Nick Nurse is the best team outside of Eric Spolstra in the East. Yeah, yeah. Rick Carlisle, by the way, has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I just like half-court game in the playoffs. I, know. I don't know how much defense they're going to be able to. You know what I mean? Like when they go against Boston. Oh, no, he, for sure. That's why it's Boston for me again this year, and then I'll just like do what I got to do when we get to the finals, I Hedge. feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless they have to see freaking Miami again. I do like that Terry Rozier pickup. Yeah, he's, me he's, too. He's a part of one of my favorite memories in NBA history when they asked Eric Bledsoe why he kept getting cooked, and he's like, who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who the F that is, <laughs> even though they played it against each other all throughout college, <laughs> and he just absolutely cooked them. I miss Eric Bledsoe. Rozier, I mean, Rozier was having is. a career year this year, too. He's yeah. putting up big numbers, so eventually he'll he'll settle in in Miami. He'll get more minutes and get a better opportunity. They added another scorer and makes him a little younger, too, because that Heat team, I mean, I mean, Bam's not old, but you know, when if you look at no, yeah, everybody guys. else is is pretty old. You know, Jimmy Butler is looking like his age right yeah, now. But you get rid of Lowry and then yep. heroes and there's so yeah, yeah, you know, you're getting a little younger. If you look at what uh, Terry Rozier did when he played for the Boston Celtics, yeah, he had some really good moments mm-hmm. in that playoff run that they had back in whatever it was 2020, 2019. That's when they cooked Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, that's when they cooked him. Yeah, when he was playing for Milwaukee, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Bledsoe. So it's supposed to be a lockdown defender. It was worse than what Jimmy Butler did to uh, our main man, Drew, last year. He got cooked, man. <laughs> he did. Honestly, that that almost ended Drew's reign in Milwaukee. They were like, well, if we can't get a guy to defend the other team's best player, we might as well just get a guy that can score 50. You know, I'll say this yeah. about, like, John Horst, though, in the Milwaukee organization. Like, if they do make a mistake, they're aggressive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they yes. go out and they get stuff done. They paid yeah. Eric Bledsoe, extended him, because he made the All-Star game. Right. And then they're like... They watched that playoff series like, against Toronto, yeah. and they're like, we made a big, big mistake. <laughs> Goodbye, Eric. We bring in Drew Holiday. They win a championship. They move Drew to bring in Dame. You know, they'll move on from a coach. Whatever it takes to make Giannis happy. Right. Like, they know that that's the one thing keeping them relevant. That's why they were able to build the Dare District and why they're pumping money into Milwaukee mm-hmm. right now and why people on social media are freaking out and ripping Jalen Brunson and, like, like, why is everybody, like, you guys just got Dame, like, three weeks ago. Relax. He's yeah, not you guys don't yet. even care about Exactly, Dame. exactly. And Jalen Brunson has had a better year. I don't care what the numbers say. And the numbers are better than Brunson. And he dunked tonight. And he's a member of the Knicks. Who are up how much? Uh, 30 up plus. 35. Well, I know they're not going to lose by three. And that's that's that means that so this. you should be good. I think I'm going to lose my. Yeah. There's eight yeah. minutes to go, but you're good. Yeah. Oh, guys. I'm going to lose my um, religion. Why are you so serious parlay, the Joker parlay, because because he's not in the game right now. He has 11 rebounds, Nikola Jokic, oh, 31 yeah. points. I needed 12 and a half rebounds, 13 really as the number that's a real number. And, uh, and so that does not come home. Serbia lets you down tonight. Serbia lets me down. I'll let, I'll, I'll let Amanda know. And, and Jokic <laughs> is doing that with one eye too. He did that with one eye. He hit 31 tonight. I should have just played his points, I guess. I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you may have seen it. I think it was when we had Rob Brown on. Trista and I just went, oh, like, oh, was I? 
Yeah. yeah. The, they showed the replay of Nikola Jokic getting poked in the eye at least 10 times in slow motion. I don't need to see his eye fold, ba- fold back into his skull no. five, six, seven times in a row. No. But they gave it to us anyway. And it was nasty. And then he's at the free throw line. They're zooming in on the eye, and it's red, and it's just like, good and he's an God. animal, too. He was mm-hmm. on the floor, had his hands over his face, and he was stomping his feet. Yeah. Back and forth like a toddler, you're like, wow, that guy is He's in, in a lot of pain. Uh, yes, it was very clear that he was in pain. So God, yeah. So here you are, Knicks up big. All right, guys, I might bet the we Knicks to win the title this year. Just saying. Well, don't do that. Okay, I probably. I don't know that we're getting to the champ. <laughs> I don't know that we. I do think yeah, that the Knicks could. It, yes. I think the Knicks could give it to a lot of teams in the East, though. I think they'll give Boston a nice run. I think they'd give Miami a run. Obviously, I think they'd. I think they'd beat the hell out of Milwaukee, actually. They just need Julius Randle to be regular season yes. Julius Randle, not playoffs. I just that's need the them good in news. The play- yeah. yeah, I just I want to see them win a playoff series, and then I want all their fans to do videos. Hey, Spidey, don't you wish you were with the Knicks? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the good news about OG Ananobi, though. I think he helps Julius Randle remain regular season yeah. Julius Randle. Yeah. The yeah. paint won't get so packed. You and know? I think he's still got, what, five, is it five steals you pointed out tonight? Five steals tonight. Yeah, there you go. Five. They've added more defense, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where the Knicks are. And they may be trading, you know, making some trades at the deadline, too. I don't think it's going to be stars, but, uh, you know, they're going to move some pieces, try to build up some more assets. Leon Rose knows what he's doing. God, I love having franchises that I'm a fan of that have capable people in charge. You can't win unless you have capable management, and they got capable management now, and I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, Quentin Grimes going to the rim, probably going to get traded. Okay, enough of that. Uh, so we have, the mo- we have not looked at the most receiving yards yet for the playoffs. So the right, we can do look at just championship weekend like we talked about. Brock Purdy's the favorite, plus 175 for most passing yards this weekend coming up. But we still have an opportunity here if you're looking at just the entire playoffs as a whole. What makes this market so complicated is that, right, you got to think, is somebody going to play two more games? You already got some guys up there like we talked about yesterday uh, when it was Baker Mayfield, already the leader with touchdowns and passing yards, but he's not going to play another game, so can somebody surpass that, which maybe is Brock Purdy if he's playing in you know nice weather. Most receiving yards, all right, you've got uh, – I'm on Ross St. Brown at minus 105. He's got 187 yards. Uh, Rasheed Rice plus 250 with 177 so far. Travis Kelsey at 6 to 1. He's got 146. Brandon Ayuk's in there. He's only got. Does he only have 32? God, that's right. Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot one. against Green Bay. I completely. Like, you know, sometimes you just block out bat. I didn't. God, I forgot he only had that. Yeah. Because Mike Evans has 195 already, but obviously he's done. Your guy Dobbs is done with 234. He's the leader right now. But, like. This by the is way, a market that feels very open right now. By the way, uh, I'm very upset about the uh, about the Romeo Dobbs game, considering mm-hmm. that we were hoping for a Christian Watson game. Yes. They had one catch. Yep. Yeah, I was d- very disappointed. Well, it's crazy to think so. There was a so the Packers have not had re- the same receiver lead him in receiving yards back to back weeks since week three and week four, and it was Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. And you thought, well, he had a big we you know big wild card game divisional round. Ah, maybe Christian Watson this time. Dobbs again? What was Romeo Dobbs? Say they would have won and beaten San Francisco. What was? Do you remember what Romeo Dobbs' number was pre-flop? Uh, like to lead? Yes. Oh no, no. It was probably like a hundred to one, 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 hundred and fifty to one, maybe. Yeah, it was probably all the way down there, man. It probably probably wasn't even number one on the team. It was probably Jaden Reed was probably the favorite for the team. Yeah. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, though, probably. Sur- I mean, if he gets. I was just going to say if he would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, like with Christian Watson, really quick going back to him, his hamstrings are completely shot already. They're going to, like, have somebody work with him on his hamstrings. Mm-hmm. 
That dude is way too big and fast for his own body, unfortunately. Yeah. All that, all Just I needed was explosive. one damn catch, though. It's funny with Ayuk, though, because the lead all receivers this weekend in the championship round, plus 250. But like you said, I mean, you know, St. Brown has the advantage over him because he only had 30 yards or whatever it was in that game against Green Bay. Because th- that's what stinks, because I would like a price with Ayuk like that if we're getting like 11 to 1, because he could go off in this game. I haven't, I haven't played the over yet. What's but... the number d- that you think wins it? Like, how many yards does the receiver finish See, with? That's a really that good question. It? You know, but because I think, obviously, San Francisco wins the game. And Kittle would be their leading receiver right now, I believe, as far as yards. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if they have to play against Baltimore, is Brock Purdy really going to be able to sling the pill? Like, we saw that mm-hmm. Christmas Day game, and he's the reason that they lost that game with all those turnovers, and they get pressure. So that means so that, that the leading receiver that means that the leading receiver probably doesn't even make it to the Super Bowl. Then that, that's what I'm wondering, yeah. because then, like, Baltimore, yeah. they're going to yeah. want to run the ball. They're probably going to run the ball a lot, obviously, this weekend. The total in the game is only 44.5. I don't know that Lamar's going to be able to push the ball down the field against Snead and them boys. Like, that's what Kansas City's defense is built to do, play with the lead, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's why they're not great against the run until the fourth quarter against the Bills, of course. So Amon Ross St. Brown has 187 mm-hmm. right now. If you be- if you believe in Detroit, that's, that's probably the where you look. go. Minus 105 even is not a great price, but even if you don't believe in it, because if you look at that, he's got one 187 now. Say he has even close to his prop, another 70 yards. Mm-hmm. So that's quick math school, 250 receiving yards. Yeah. That probably wins it, doesn't it? Unless. Unless Rasheed Rice, I know he's a little banged up, but let's say Rasheed Rice has himself a little bit of a game. I know it's rainy, so it's probably... Didn't he have only lo- 50, 50 yards last week? Right. Again, I'm saying there's yeah. there's a low probability of this if happening. If you think he's going to win. But he's still sitting there, right? A plus yeah. 250. He's got 177 right now in the playoffs. You know what I kind of like, you guys, is is George Kittle. Oh, that makes sense. Most receiving touchdowns, 12-1. to 1. He only has one, but Jake Ferguson right now is the leader. He scored all three, obviously, in the one playoff game that he played against the Packers. So, like, if you like the matchup for Kittle, you think he could get, get into the end zone twice this weekend, and then he catches another one in the Super Bowl. That's a pretty good price, 12-1. to 1. Brandon Ayuk also 14-1. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that at all. You know, because, like, if you look at the leaders, it's Fergie at 3-1, to 1, it's Kelsey at 3-1, to 1, which I, I like him to score again this weekend. And then St. Brown, 9-1. to 1. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff here. Yeah, there is. And we it's actually just... hit a couple of these. Like we had um Baker Mayfield most passing yeah, yards, we did. nine to yeah. one. And then um all the Mike Evans stuff. You know, so I-, I like these markets, but just like every all the numbers kind of make sense. And it's and it's hard to do the math oh, we... when you're thinking like who's gonna be around, you who's gotta, already you eliminated. Have multiple yeah. layers of things you have to work into it, not just hey, I like the way they're gonna play in this game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we didn't do it because I was sick, but did I win the fantasy? He had 300, uh, Baker Mayfield, 349 oh, passing God, that's yards. that's right. We totally three, lost that segment. Three you were touchdowns. gone for three days. Three touchdowns. I forget who my other guy was, but I know I picked Baker Mayfield first. That had to have been, that, been enough for me to win. That might have been. Scott's looking at his notes now. Yeah. I can see him calculating. You had uh, you had Goff, Purdy, Mahomes, and Baker in the one that we did. No, uh, I was talking about the one me, Ryan, and, and oh, Nick. I, I think you won. Uh, like Lance, do you think record. so? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had Purdy. He didn't do... Nothing. Yeah. Anything. I almost swore. I um, might have taken <laughs> Mayfield and Goff. Was it Mayfield and I forget. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. Or I because th- I think you took Goff first. Didn't I took you? Mayfield first. Or Mayfield first. first. Yeah. yeah. You had a really good draft. I remember Baker with the numbers he put up. That gave you, I think, probably the lead. And that well, I, I can only imagine. Hey, you want to make a side bet? 
What are the odds Luke actually has it, any of it written down and remembers it tomorrow? Zero I'm going to say chance. minus 700 he does not. He's going to sit there and be like, uh, oh, I've, I forgot, guys. If, if Luke <laughs> makes it one show without asking, what did you guys talk about that segment? Oh, yeah. It's Ben FGM tonight. <laughs> We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Triple double for Pascal Siakam. 26 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. I think it's safe to say he fits right in with the Pacers. Not even Terry Rozier adjusting a little bit to time in Miami. Siakam fit right in with the Pacers. Right in. Love yeah, I like that. that pickup, man. I really yeah. do. I really like that pickup. I like that team. They're a lot of fun. They're a league pass team. Not oh, quite absolutely. as fun as the Thunder or the Timberwolves. What would be your top five just fun teams to watch right now? Oh, yeah, right off the top of my head. Right I would off the go, top of your head. Just go with it. I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder at okay. number one. Uh, at number two, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers. And then I'll go Minnesota, number three. Um, number four, even though they kind of stink, I love watching Luka, so I'm going to go with the Mavs, and I'm wow. a big Kyrie guy. I know. Teams can stink and still be fun to watch. You I know. know. I, just, I love Luka, though. Yeah. And then number five, God, that one's tough. Because it would be the Pelicans. The Wizards? No. 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 See, I like the Pellies. I'm going to stick with the Pelicans. I'll go Pelicans. So you got, what was it, five? five? I went OKC. I went Indiana. Indiana. Minnesota, number three. Luka, number four, a.k.a. the Mavs. And then number five, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. You know, honorable mention, the Clippers, of course. That's an honorable mention. My Clips. But I don't really like have fun watching them. I just want them to win the championship. Yeah, so, so I'm they, rich. you probably wouldn't. They're, they're your plus one, maybe. How about that? Yeah, you just add them in there. Yeah. The Pacers would probably be number one for me. Then the Spurs, number two. Like I know the Spurs are terrible, but you got Wemby, and they still go out there and they'll run the floor, and you got some guys that can score, and they're terrible, and you don't expect them to win. Thunder probably three for me. I'm with you on the Mavs. The Mavs are, I mean, when you have Luka, when they have Kyrie out there, I know he's always hurt, but, I mean, that's a team that it's at least still fun to watch just with Luka alone. I don't even know who my fifth team would be. I mean. I would love to say our magic, but, man, like, no, it's not going great. I mean, they're 6-4, and four, I guess, in their last 10, no. right? Yeah. No, they're 4-6 in their last 10. How about your Bulls? No, the Bulls, no, God, Bulls no. would not be a part of it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to throw, like, the Knicks in there. That's my team. Like, that's different. You know what that, I mean? They are fun, though. They are they fun, are, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm taking them out because, like, Got that's it. already my favorite team. Yep. So, you know, and the Wizards, just nobody cares anymore. Although they're not going to have, they're, you know, Wes Unsell Jr., no longer the coach. So there's that. Nobody cares. That's the only thing we'll say about the Wizards. But he's taking I, a front office job, though, right? Well, his, Is that just I, the, like... Yeah, well, Get out of here position. So his dad is a Bullets legend in Wes Unseld. Yeah. So you're not just going to fire him and send him on his way. You're going to keep him in the organization in some way. It was the right move. Um, I don't know what that role is going to be. It doesn't really matter. It's an advisory role. That's basically, hey, we respect you. This isn't working. He'll just do something with the team. So mm. that's, you just, you know, the the son of a legend that you hire as a head coach, you got to give him something within the organization. Like so. Brad Stevens. Yeah. When they yeah. moved him to GM. Except he was actually GM, though, versus yeah, just advisory does. role just kind of means like, uh, hey, they call you up eventually, you show up for Zoom meetings, I guess, occasionally. I was, I was talking about this uh, the other day. My mom's friend had this guy that worked for the Forest Service, and he tried to unionize, and and the Forest Service was very mad. So they put him on a union floor, and he was the only one. And really what they did was just keep him locked in a room that no one would ever see him. He would never see anyone else. He would never be allowed into meetings. They gave him busy work. He thought the busy work was doing something until he went into some sort of like supply closet and it was like stacked to the brim with folders of all the all the no, all yeah, his work? Of all the 
more work than they had him do. He had him like doing all this stuff that went absolutely nowhere. So then he pulled, he grabbed a couch from like some hallway and he just brought it into his office and he would like AOL chat random people on the internet. This is back when it was like AOL. And he would sleep in the couch until he wrote out his pension. (laughs) And that's like what I imagine Wes Unsell Jr. is going to be doing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, because yeah, like government jobs, they're not really gonna fire you. They no. just like find something for you. And his like rant, his like real floor was like floor nine, and they put him on like floor forty-seven. You know, like so you're never seeing your people. Wow. He was the only the union floor. Jeez, <laughs> yes. that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, my number one is the Thunder. My number two, probably the Nuggets. I love mm, watching. Yeah, the nuggets. nuggets would be in there too for me. Yeah. Uh, probably number three, Kings. I like watching the, when they're good. The Kings are very fun when they're good. Number four, probably Sixers. I really like watching Embiid. And then number five is the Pacers. But the Pacers could be could be two as well. Like it's it's all right there for you. Yeah, I mean once Tyrese Halliburton comes back too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean that's going to be a whole new level. Great to see him as an All Star starter too. None of us said uh, Boston because no. they are gross to watch. They're not sometimes. fun to watch. Yeah, they're not. I mean occasionally they are. Watching Hauser shoot threes like we were doing yep. during the break, like he's just got a smooth jump shot. I'm fine with that. But, yeah, I, I think also we've just seen Boston. It's kind of the same. I know – look, I know they've added other players, right? But, like, the core is kind of the same. We've yep. seen it for a long time. I love watching these young up-and-coming teams. They're, that's always a really, really for fun, sure. you know, type of team to watch. The Pacers were there. The Cavs were there a couple of years ago for me when they made that big jump there. I remember their win total, I think, two years ago was 23-and-a-half, and they won 46. When they had Colin Sexton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like those types of teams are always fun because they, they play with very low pressure. The, the Grizzlies were there a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right? When it was like peak John yes. Morant, when you went, yes. oh, man, this team's going to be legit before everything happened. I so, didn't think the – oh, sorry. I didn't think no, the Warriors – like Yeah. Oh, wait, where are you going? No, I was literally just saying, like, that. that's yeah. like th- – those are the types of teams that are worth watching. Yeah, no, I agree. I, just, I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. I still can't believe that the Warriors are 19 and 22. I know. Like, I didn't think it was going to be good this year. I didn't think they were going to be good. And there's probably no way out. They're 3 and 6 in their division, 11 and 17 in the conference. Well, they, they they they're four and six in their last ten, but they did win their last game. That's crazy, though, man. Nineteen and twenty-two. I didn't see that coming this year. I yeah, mean, they're right there with the Rockets. Yeah, I don't know what the like the Warriors are going to try to make a trade. The question becomes, what can they do though? Because they're going to have to be aggressive. They're going to mortgage their future because you know you've got a few years left at yeah. most of Steph, right? Maybe three. Yes. You know, I mean. Look, he's somebody that can prolong his career because he's such a great shooter, but Steph will, no matter what, some of his game will change as he gets older. We already see a different Clay. We already see a different Draymond Green in a lot of ways. And you just kind of look around and go, you're not going to gut this thing. Steph's not going to want to be around for a rebuild. So the only option for the Warriors is pushing all their chips to the center of the table and saying, we're riding this thing out till the wheels fall off, and then we're going to be a horrible team again for a while. You know, he's pretty good is uh, Jonathan Kaminga. He was 11 for 11 last yeah. night. 25 points. Really good. Uh, they won that game against the Hawks, which mm-hmm. is, like, pretty stunning. Also, uh, Pajemski has been really good. So you can't trade those guys, probably. But anyone else, especially except for Steph, obviously, anyone else can probably go. Yeah. I can imagine them trading Clay. I don't Draymond. think they will, but. Or Draymond. Yeah, or Draymond. But, like, for the right price, like, for the right player back. Don't you think anyone's kind of The question would be, though, would any team do that? Like, would any team be interested on the other side of things and say, we want... Maybe Clay. Would they want Draymond at this point? No. Yeah, I I don't don't think think so, right? I mean, 
You, you can't trust them to stay on the floor, oh, unfortunately. Oh, guys, really quick. Oh, are you sweating? Big, big development. Angel Reese just, Angel fouled, Reese out. just oh. fouled out. We got four minutes left to go. Hate to see it. We have South Carolina minus seven and a half. I got the best of the number. I think it opened at nine and a half, which I did not like. Angel Reese just hacking away. Yeah, that's a bad foul. And uh, looks like we got a couple of free throws happening, but also she's been a beast. 15 points tonight inside the paint. So now no more her. Hopefully hopefully I can cover because I ended up having a horrible beat where uh, Benedict Mat- Maturin right ended now? up having 13 points, not 15. And so the parlay, oh. which was plus 500. Oh, I got a no sweat. There was a no sweat bet, though. Oh, the so best. I get the money back. They're but, the uh, best. Wasn't a win. Wasn't a win. This is the game of the night right here. Even Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's tweeting about is it he? right now. He's watching it. Yeah, I'm surprised LeBron. Well, LeBron's got a game tonight, Tony. Wait, no, the La- yeah, the Lakers do. They play the Bulls in 49 oh, right. minutes. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm surprised LeBron's not tweeting about it. That's his new job. He just tweets about everything that's going around the league. He's, he's like the new the Magic Johnson. He's like the new, yes, he's the new Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Julius Randle, over 13 and a half rebounds and assists. Let's go, Nick. Bell, please. It feels good to do this. Great way to lead into a football weekend because I'm not betting any NBA tomorrow night. I it's just going to be more NFL. Uh, yes, that's it. That's I've been on fire. No sweats for me. Don't, don't say it out loud. In the NBA and in college hoops. Like, uh, maybe maybe football. Maybe I'm done football for uh, I'm kidding. Contavious Caldwell Pope killed that 5-1 to one parlay. Yeah, anytime I bet KCP props, yeah. he lays a big Damn egg. It. Damn it. And Meade like, also didn't hit his prop tonight. <laughs> He only had 31 points. His number was 36 and a half. So he, the, How the many rebounds run. did he have? Do you have that in Seven. front of you? Seven? So he didn't even get that. No. He's been actually not great rebounding the basketball. Yeah, Trade, him. Trade him. Trade him. Should, Move yeah. him. He's a bust. Joe Trade. Gillio will be on it. Guy can't win in the playoffs. Trade him. I agree, Joe. Get him to Chicago, man. Get him to Chicago. <laughs> you want DeMar DeRozan's 34-year-old ass on And the Alex Caruso. Caruso. Do you think the Bulls are actually going to finally just gut this thing all the way? I think they'll probably end up trading DeMar and trading Caruso yeah. and hanging on to Zach because there will be no market for Zach, and every time Zach comes back, he's just hurt the next week. And then there's a setback. What a bad contract. What a terrible contract. I tore his ACL twice. Oh, yeah, here's, here's, some, here's some more money. Here's here. some money for You're you. You're not a winning player. Nobody in the locker room gets along. I'm not going to say that. I don't know. But, like, it doesn't seem like they like working together very much. Oh, by the way, you have to hit your bell. Did you hit it for Julius Randle, too? Yeah, that's yes. what I hit it for. That's that what was you hit for, Julius Randle, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Also, Ananobi, six steals tonight, not five. Wow. Six steals for OG hey, Ananobi. There you go. They wow. added uh like when you guys look at the Knicks, what like what are they I feel like they still need somebody else. Like to really get them over the top, I feel like they still need a big. They a big, but also somebody that can like I know Jalen Brunson can do it, but I feel like they need a wing yeah. or somebody that can get out there that can still create his own shot and score. You don't know who that score. is, though. You know, that's yeah. the problem. Right? It's easy. Like there is not like if Donovan Mitchell was six six, I'd be like, oh, he'd be perfect. You know, right. playing alongside Jalen Brunson. Like I don't really know you need who like that a big person two? is. Yeah, you need like a like a Paul George, but not Paul George. You yeah, know? exactly. Because he's staying with my Clippers. I'd love Paul George to be there. Paul George would be a perfect fit. Yeah, he would. Oh. Yeah, Edward's perfect fit. Oh, look that's at that girl that knocked down those free throws. What? This is 70 all. Haley Van Lith. This is a great points. game, actually. It's ugly game, and and the shot making has not been delightful. I'm telling you, it's like a lot of bowling. You know, when people just throw up the ball and it's side spin, and they just want it to go in yeah. based on it hitting the backboard. Yeah. Just gross stuff, under a lot of underhand stuff. No shade, but it has not been fun. No. Like to the no. shot making hasn't I, been great. I think you can just say that the shots 
ugly and it's fine. Yeah, you know, okay. that's it. I think cool. that's okay. I don't want to see be seen as like some sort of like taker downer of woman because that's not what I'm trying to do. But it's just, what if you said about a ugly shot that a, a guy in the NBA had? Well, the whole, whole yeah. both teams. Yeah, this way. yeah. So like yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. If you watch, we've watched ugly NBA it's games. True. You go and the shot selection's terrible. These guys true. look terrible. So it's same true. damn thing. Yep, you're right. So so not a great uh, fun watching like environment, but the game competitively awesome. Yeah, it is. And Back you got and crazy forth. Kim out there. She's probably like, I don't know. It's probably COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And I ain't tested. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a, she's got a jacket that has the Coca Cola logo on it. Like, w- did she get paid for that? Probably not. Nah. She just did probably, it. Probably. I would hope she got paid she for it. She gets a lot of sequins. Yeah, I don't know who makes those cups. <laughs> There's a lot of sequins in there. Man, she is uh, She is a personality. I love it. One minute, 37 seconds. Tied at 70. There you go. Let's get some free hoops. Let's get some OT, huh? <laughs> Maybe some double OT. What's better than half these blowouts in the NBA I was going to say, right yeah. Now. It's the best More thing that we're watching right now. Tonight, guys. Final hour coming up. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.